Welcome to Living With, a podcast about the stories and people behind Health Union. Health Union integrates the power of human connection and technology, uniting people in the shared experiences of life with chronic health conditions. I'm Emily Downward. June has been designated as Men's Health Month, which began in 1994 as an initiative from Congress. Men's Health Month was established to help raise awareness and encourage more health behaviors in men who have a shorter lifespan than women and who have significantly less usage of healthcare services than women. I spoke with health union advocate Scott Matheny about his efforts to raise awareness and encourage men to take a proactive approach to their own health and well-being. Yes, my name is Scott Matheny, and I have been writing with um, Health Union for a couple of years now, a little over two years, I believe. I live in Buffalo, New York, Western New York area. So traditionally, you know, boys are raised to be quote unquote strong and not show emotions or weakness and to be in control. How do you think these cultural ideas have influenced men's behavior towards their health? Well, I think they've had a very strong influence, especially with uh, this baby boomer generation, of which I'm the last year, uh, 1964. Uh, I think that we were taught to not show weakness, to be strong, to uh, not ask for help. It comes from the same place. Emily is not asking for directions, I think. <laughs> it comes from this, like, you know, our parents and grandparents were, you know, our, especially our grandfathers were uh, war veterans. They fought in the big wars. And uh, they didn't go to the doctor unless it was the surgeon, uh, the medic. Uh, something was hanging off them. Something really drastic, uh, those are the things that people went to doctors for. So I think when you're raised in that environment, generally, it's difficult to initially realize there is any other environment. You know, that's what you're used to. That's what you're accustomed to. You've been raised not to complain. You've been raised not to ask for help, ask for directions. You're the provider. Traditionally, that was... The idea um, from years ago is that, you know, the male was the provider and don't ask for help. It was kind of portrayed in the media that way. Uh, we were taught to be macho guys. You look at people like Rocky and Rambo. We were either portrayed as, as very macho men or people like Archie Bunker. Didn't have a lot of intelligence at times. So it was kind of, you know... Kind of those were the media portrayals, and that's what we grew up with. So what was it that changed your behavior or your perspective? Well, my perspective changed when I was uh, diagnosed with my skin cancer, and then I was diagnosed with blood clots, I was diagnosed with parathyroid disease. I started getting all these, what I thought at the time were sort of strange and odd diseases for somebody uh, rather young and debilitating. And I started to 
think out of the box. I've always been the independent thinker myself. And so I just realized that if I wanted to leave a legacy, my family, I couldn't do it being dead. Uh, so that's, that became the message is I, I want to provide for my family, but I can do it best when I'm alive and I feel well. Yeah, absolutely. So how, how has it changed for you? Has your health gotten better since you've gotten more actively empowered in it? Definitely, I have been more regular about going to my physicals, colonoscopies. I'm not, you know, I don't have a fear of going to the doctor. I don't have a fear of dental work. I don't have a fear of needles. I don't fear uh, weakness and being thought of as anything less than I really am, uh, mostly because um, I came to accept the fact that I, that I have these health issues and that it's not a sign of weakness to act, ask for help, but I came to realize I, I feel like it's, an, it's actually an act of strength uh, and brave to seek other help, seek out help. And so that changed my perspective and then that changed my behavior. Yeah. Well, you, you've written in some of your articles about the barriers that keep men from seeking out different health services. And one of them that you've written about that I think affects both men and women is that people don't go for checkups or cancer screenings because they like, don't want to get bad news. What is your opinion on that? Right. No, nobody wants bad news. Right. And so... <laughs> There's an old saying that ignorance is bliss, and there's a fallacy in that. You know, if you don't know about it, it doesn't bother you. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> um, all of these things, uh, you know, I don't think are to our advantage in the long run. I think early detection, being proactive, those are the things that can really help you in the long run. And when you, when you reach that conclusion that regular maintenance um, is better for you. It's, there's an old commercial about your car that says you can pay me now or pay me later. You, know, you, can, you can get your regular oil changes and spend you know, 25 bucks or you can not do that and pay $800 in a car repair. So that, it just started to make sense that you know what, I, I can make these small investments of time and inconvenience and try to ward off the bigger issues down the road. And so it became a cost-benefit decision for me. Mm. And that became an easy decision. I like that metaphor, um, car maintenance. I think that one makes sense, right? Because it's we do keep up with it. We rotate the tires, we get the oil changed, and, and every you know on those big mile um, anniversaries, you have additional things like timing belts and stuff that need to be changed. So. Right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, exactly. And nobody wakes up in the morning and says, wow, I can't wait to get my oil, oil changed today. That's not the top of everybody's to do list. But it's much better than dropping your car off for three days and a guy showing you a bill that has four digits in it. And now you're deciding, should I just get a new car? I'd rather just make those tiny investments along the way. 
both with the car and with my health. Yeah, I think that's a good, a good way to look at it. What would you say, what can family members do to encourage the men in their life to take better care of their health? Well, that's a great question. I think a few things can be at play there. If you understand the person's objection, like maybe their objection is, oh, I don't want to miss any time at work, or oh, we can't afford it, or oh, I might see somebody there I know, or oh, what if they find something wrong? I think, first of all, just you know, communicating with this person and finding out really what's at the heart of their objection. And it could be any number of different things. And I think being understanding and going into it um, in a partnership way, whether it be your spouse or a friend or, you know, your brother or uncle, I think partnering with that person and saying, look, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm, we can do this together and assuring them that you respect them, uh, whether they're not going to lose man points if they go to the doctor that uh, that you respect them and you'll be with them no matter what the news is and that this is all part of, you know, leaving a legacy to your family that you're going to be around longer, more likely than than if you don't do these these checkups or go to the doctor. So June is Men's Health Month. What is one small step that a man can take towards taking better care of his health? I think basically it all has to, you have to answer the why question first before you go to the what I, what am I going to do? I think if you answer the why question, why you need to take care of your health, and some of those why questions could be answered, like I've said, is, hey, I, I want to walk my daughter down the aisle when she gets married, or hey, I want to see my grandson's high school graduation. Um, I want to have good enough health that we can take that European vacation. Or, uh, you know, you can start answering those why questions and then, then the what's become much easier to put on your to-do list because you're completely motivated by relationship and you're motivated by activity. And you still, you know, maybe you're thinking... I still have things professionally that I want to do, but I can't do them if I'm in poor health. So it's just, it's a means to a bigger end. For a lot of people, having better health, of course, is an end in themselves, and it should be an end in itself. But if you can talk to somebody about all the benefits in ways and that they understand, in terms that they understand, and uh, then I think you're going to see changes in behavior. I was thinking about my dad, who's in the baby boomer generation, and, and I'm going to ask him about his why. Well, that's the thing. I wrote in some of my um, skin cancer material, um, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Simon Sinek. Yeah. Uh, you know, getting to the... That, that question, that inner circle of why is like once you answer that question, Emily, it, about anything, then the what's just become a matter of time and you can figure out the what easily. 
But if you can get to that why with this generation of guys, like why they need to do this and appeal to that sense of duty, obligation, provision, what you can get there, then they're going to be scheduling their own colonoscopies. I think that's a great point. And it's, it's true for all of us. Like you said, if you can get to the why, then everything else just falls into place. Exactly. With the health union communities, we have a lot of men that come to our different communities for information and support. Why do you think it's important for men in particular to have online community support? I think there's an advantage to online community support because one of the objections that I hear um, in amongst my peer group is just generally, you know, I don't want to see I don't want to see people in the waiting room that I know. You know, I don't want them thinking, oh, is she here for a prostate check, you know, or a colonoscopy? Like I I like the anonymity that I can find on an online community where, you know, if I can choose to divulge as much personal information as I wish. I think that it's a, it's a good place to be able to be honest with people because you have that sort of community protection if you're not comfortable um, in the doctor's office initially. Also, you can get great advice. People have been there, have done the same same things that you need to do or have the same symptoms, you have an entire world of people out there that can now give you input into your particular condition or your situation. So I think that in one thing, there's an anonymity. Then also there's the, the breadth of information and you have experts that can sort of pop in and out and give you really good advice or point you in directions where you can get the answers. So uh, I think those are two big advantages. Is there anything that I haven't asked about that you would like to share? Sure. I think one thing that's uh, really important in, in all of this is, uh, you know, the the online community is only going to be as effective as the amount of people we can get in on it. Generally, when I think about uh, baby boomer men, I'm thinking of guys that maybe at times will not want to get onto an online community. But I think just getting out into the the community as a whole and pointing people into the direction of health union, getting even more guys, my demographic, uh, onto the community is, is a huge community-wide issue. Why? Because, first of all, baby boomer men represent a huge uh, portion, a huge demographic uh, of our society because they were they were booming after World War II. There were a lot of babies. They also represent a very high portion of the people who are getting sick, uh, who are going to get sick. They're, they're aging. And so it's really important to find a way to get these people the information they lack. And so I think getting even more guys into the health union community is really important. One, because of the huge demographic, and two, is because they're getting older, and typically older people 
have more health issues. You know, I've come to terms because of the kind of the odd illnesses I've had. When you have blood clots and your doctors never know why and you're just in your 40s. And I literally, I had to go, I had to take blood thinners and then get my blood checked for his coagulation levels every week. And I would walk in there and I was the youngest guy by 30 years walking in there. So I realized that, you know, this health can be a little tricky thing and we just need all the advantages we can get. And coming to terms with it and be able to ask for help and find community. And it's not just about finding community. Many of the men in my demographic are former leaders of businesses and in industry, right? So they have a lot of strength to give as well. They do have a lot of leadership insights. And what's, what's great is this would be an opportunity for them, even from their computer at home, to be able to speak into people's lives, whereas maybe they're not doing that in their job anymore. And it fills a little bit of a hole, a little role deprivation in their life. Yeah, and that can help the whole community with, if they share those, those leadership strengths that they have. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing your, your time and your experiences with me. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome, Emily. Anytime. And we're so glad that you're a part of our health union community. Oh, thank you. Uh, to me, it's a labor of love because I care about people in general and especially my, the guys my age and older who are suffering because they can't get past themselves. Union's condition-specific online communities offer information and support to people living with chronic health conditions, including type 2 diabetes, prostate cancer, irritable bowel syndrome, and Parkinson's disease. You can find links to these and more communities at health-union.com and join the conversation. You can read more from Scott Matheny at skincancer.net. Thank you for listening to Living With. I'm Emily Downward.